everybody, and welcome back to the Super Bowl preview edition of Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials there, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're out there. And, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system. Before we get into the Super Bowl, Mike, just for our listeners out there, we are working on a theme song. We've got professionals, professional people working on a theme song for Think Tank Sports. And we look forward to uh, sharing that with you soon, probably in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll be very excited, one, to hear it ourselves, two, for your opinions. So exciting times at Think Tank Sports. But Everything takes a back seat this week. It's Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 56. The Los Angeles Rams. The Cincinnati Bengals, Mike. Uh, both teams coming in playing well. And uh, I, this is going to be an exciting game, I think, Mike. Willkommen by Think Tank Sports. Dankeschön for our German 11% listeners. We appreciate you joining us here on Think Tank Sports. And yes, it's Super Bowl week. We're jacked out of our minds for the Super Bowl, for um, just the excitement and the pageantry it brings. Although I could not be less excited about the halftime show, but we will uh, let that go. Um, great matchup here, Dave. And the first thing I want to hit is really uh, how equal these two teams are on paper. Uh, oh, it is crazy, Mike. Crazy. Yeah. Um, just some quick season stats. They both played, Dave, 17 regular season games. Who would have thought when the season started they'd both play 17 games? That's a great... All right. Okay, uh, time to retire your podcast mic. <laughs> that's terrible. All right. Yeah, all right, that was bad. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully but you got something better down the, down the pike here. All I right. do. They both scored a total of 460 points on the season, Dave. Um, they both made... Uh, 48 extra points, uh, 52 touchdowns total, field goals made by both teams, uh, 54 by the Bengals, 50, 32 by the Rams, and that can give us a little insight right there about yeah. what might be a difference. Uh, passing TDs by uh, the Bengals were 27 with rushing TDs of 36. Here's a big discrepancy. Passing TDs oh, yeah. by the Rams, 41. Rushing TDs by the Rams, 10. But uh, really very similar, except for some glaring, glaring differences on style. Um, overall, yeah. with these teams, two young uh, head coaches that are, you know, trying to uh, make a permanent mark on this league. McVeigh with a little more experience, but I don't know if you would say it's positive experience. Uh, <laughs> with yeah. the last Super Bowl, he just got overwhelmed by the master. Um, and so we're going to see. Yes, Bill Belichick's the master. I see that look of silence you're giving me, the future puke emoji uh, for me. But uh, yeah, so that's what I, you know. Well, came away with my research, Dave, really thinking, wow, they're more evenly matched than I thought. What about you before we get into each uh, position group? Uh, yeah, totally on paper, looking at the numbers. I mean, they both averaged 27.1 points per game. Right. Uh, the Rams averaged 386 yards a game. The Bengals averaged 385 yards per game. Uh, it, it's really, really crazy. Uh, defensively, uh, points per game, Cincinnati 19.7, the Rams 18.3. Good point. Uh, you know, just, it, it really is crazy when you look at that. Um, and, well, as we get into it, we'll talk a little bit more. There, I think there's, there's, a, there's a couple of areas, um, and you've kind of hinted at that, Mike, uh, that I think are going to be uh, potentially magnified in this game and indicate the difference in who wins and who loses yeah absolutely so we're going to break down some position groups you know head to head uh and then you know at the end give our prediction and then after that we'll talk about some prop bets and some fun stuff uh going into the game dave so let's just start right at the you know the best position uh 
for most people is quarterback and oh i thought you were gonna say kicker (laughs) (laughs) no even shooter mcpherson doesn't get the best position yet uh Uh, yes okay quarterback matthew stafford joe burrow dave uh i like both of these guys you know off the field great personalities great stories um that kind of thing uh matthew stafford to me uh you know, listen to that mic'd up, and I'm sure they'll play it all week, uh, of him in Detroit where the shoulder was popped out and he uh, had to be taken out of the game, but they called the timeout. He went out and ran a quarterback sneak, you know, with a popped out shoulder to win the game. Uh, that kind of toughness just endears you to your team. Um, just a gritty football player. Um and, you know, Joe Burrow has nothing to apologize about in, in that area. You know, national champion, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, second year in the league, takes his team to the Super Bowl. Uh, everyone's favorite criticism is that he's cocky, but it's just confidence. When you listen to him talk, he's confident. You'd want your quarterback to be confident, right? Even a slightly overconfident, but he's not cocky. Uh, I just, you know, he believes he's going to win in every situation. So for me, it comes down to Matthew Stafford's uh, history of throwing the terrible pick six um, when uh, you just don't want it. Uh, Yes, he is fourth all time in fourth quarter comebacks. We get that. But he does have that penchant for just the wrong place, wrong time in a game with a pick six. So uh, I'm going to slightly advantage Joe Burrow here, Dave. And I think that's probably it was a surprise to me when I came to that conclusion. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it is crazy. Uh, When I think about Joe Burrow, uh, I think about those two plays against the Chiefs where he was almost sacked Mm -hmm. and he just, you know, nothing crazy, but was able to, you know, just maneuver around in the pocket, Mm -hmm. you know, wiggle away from some tackles, uh, reminded me a lot of the young Ben Roethlisberger who used to do that all the time. So, so to me, Joe Burrow, those are his moments. Right. And then and then to get away and, and make passes down the field on both on both of those. OK. Um, Matthew Stafford, I, I guess you have to go with the deep throw to Cooper Cup uh, in the conference championship game. Um, very uh, similar, you know, the Bucks bring everybody. Right. Um, and, you know, we talked about this and Stafford you know, takes passer. takes the hit yep. and just throws it. On a on a rope to Cooper Cup. I forgot to hit this. I'm sorry to interrupt. His no, passer rating is 16 points higher when being blitzed. 16. That's a that's a lot. So the Rams. Well, we'll get into what the Rams are going to do on defense. But 16 points higher when being blitzed. That you know, Dave. I don't want to like turn you against Joe Burrow, but that's Tom Brady esque type performance. He preferred to be prefers to be blitzed almost. I doubt he yeah. would ever admit that in public, but oh, I said no way. Right, but sixteen points higher is huge when you talk about quarterback rating. So anyway, yeah. So what I think, and again, this head-to-head, this matchup is as is as close as you can get. Um, you know, really, really splitting hairs. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford, and I'm okay. going to take him because of his experience mm-hmm. and. His and and Joe Burrow's right there too. Right. Um, his play, he has elevated his play to a championship level in the playoffs, and certainly Joe Burrow has done that. But that has really impressed me. We have not seen those bad plays from Stafford. Uh, I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to be the reason uh, if the Rams lose. Uh, that okay. they, that he is the, is part of the reason. So wow. I'm going to go with Stafford there. 
considering how strong both sides of there are on the line and their weapons, you know, for him to not be the reason if they lose would be very interesting storyline. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll take Burrow just because of not only the blitzing thing, but also he got sacked nine times and still find a way to found a way to win uh, in a championship game. So I'll I'll just give him the slight advantage there. Dave, the next position I have on my list anyway is running back. Um, do you want to start, or do you want to hear my lucid thoughts? Uh, I, running back. Oh, ooh boy. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a question. I think that goes to the Bengals and and really? Joe Mixon hardcore. Uh, I do like uh, Cam Akers and what he can do. Uh, you know, we'll have to see. Certainly, he got hurt in the championship game. Then he came back, but he wasn't on the field a lot. Uh, my guess is he'll be you know good to go and do his best there. I just think Joe Mixon. Uh, you know, he did. Uh, not perform as well down the stretch, but he had some great runs in the playoffs. I just, for me, Joe Mixon, I think is, is the guy, uh, the Rams, uh, running back by committee a little bit. Uh, and you look at the rushing touchdown piece and they don't need to get rushing touchdowns no. to be successful. The Rams, let's be honest there, uh, their bread no, that's icing on the cake in yeah. the passing game, yeah, no sure. doubt. Um, and they're capable. I just think Joe Mixon uh, gets the nod uh, for me pretty easily. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to disagree and take the Rams because of the running back by committee. I'll take Cam Akers and Sony Michelle, especially blocking in the backfield, knowing what they're doing there. Um, Akers did show a little penchant for uh, double penchant so far. This, this <laughs> for said. fumbling. Yeah, for fumbling. Um, you know, in the playoffs here, I think he'll clean that up. That shouldn't be an issue. Uh, but if Joe Mixon gets dinged up, Samar J.P. Ryan is the backup. Uh, I'm just not a lot of confidence in uh, where they're going to go when Mixon needs a break or if he gets dinged up in the Super Bowl. Um, but Joe Mixon's a stud. I mean, I can't argue yeah. with you on that point. So uh, I'll just yeah. take the Rams with a slight advantage. Where do you want to go next, buddy? Oh, wide receiver. <laughs> All right. I mean, if you got a coin, we can flip it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, my God. So let me ask you this before we get into that. If Robert's, Robert Woods was healthy and they had OBJ, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup for the Rams, would it swing your opinion? If Robert Woods was performing the way he had prior to his injury, right? Yeah, and and make an assumption that OBJ was productive. I, I think you'd have to take the Rams. Yeah. Um, Even Tyler Boyd and T Higgins it, though are really nice. They're really nice. Yeah, yeah. They, they they are. They are. And again, it's a super slight edge. Uh, you know, if you had Robert Woods there. Both wide receiver groups have performed in the playoffs where I would have a little bit of concern uh, and we will have to see um, how uh, the Rams play this. But Jamar Chase, he was kind of shut down in the championship game. Yeah, but they were double and tripling him on every play. They wanted the ball to go to Higgins and and the – Right. Right. So and we've seen that in a couple of the games now. Right. Has he been able to make plays Jamar Chase? Absolutely. Sure. But I'm not sure he's going to have that explosive game against the Rams because I think they're going to do what all the other teams have done. Um, So it'll be interesting to see then on the flip side, what do the Bengals do with Cooper Cup? Yeah. you know, if they're doubling him, mm-hmm. it still seems to me like Cooper Cup is getting open where I don't think Jamar Chase is getting open as much. Right. And I think um, Jamar Chase, uh, like I said, has been bracketed in safety over the top for a couple of games now. And Odell has really stepped up and his penchant, triple penchant on this broadcast so far, uh, penchant to make the spectacular play 
the one-handed sideline grab and those kinds of things. I mean, he does it routinely. It's not like this guy, uh, it was a fluke, that Dallas catch. I mean, this, I mean, when he was with the Giants, this guy makes incredible plays. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Van Jefferson, the third receiver for the Rams. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think he's equally as good as uh, Boyd and Higgins uh, on the other side. You could easily call this a draw because of my love for Cooper Cup and the season he's had and Odell's spectacular playability. I'm going to go slight advantage Rams, um, but feel free to argue with me, buddy. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. And I think for me, it's because Cooper Cup and OBJ have made these big plays. And again, not that the Bengals receivers haven't, but I think the magnitude of the big plays have been bigger for the Rams wide receiving group in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the Bengals, some of it's been Joe Burrow. A lot of it has been Joe Mixon, particularly that drive in overtime uh, against Kansas City. I just think the Rams receivers, they just had just a little bit bigger of an impact right um and that's how their offense is designed so that's you know not a surprise but i'm with you uh the big impact plays uh and so i will give receivers to the rams as well it'll be very interesting when this game is over to compare the two squads um and see what their production actually is Um, yeah tight end dave this is a tough one because both starting tight ends are hurt both vowing to play um, yeah. with fairly significant injuries. It's not like, um, you know, they got a hangnail here. Uh, so Tyler Higby for the Rams and uh, C.J. Uzama. Been yes. practicing that one all day. Um, for two the... for two with the names this week. <laughs> yeah, so far. Uh, and I hit the German on the way in. So uh, oh, yeah. big week for me, big week. Hopefully the German is okay. Yeah, hooked on phonics. Um both of these guys have had great years, so I'm going to say if they both play, it's a push. If neither one of them play, then the Rams have the advantage. You know, I like uh, what they did with Kendall Blanton last week. He oh, proved absolutely. He can, he's not going to be Higby, but he's not going to you know, be a zero. Where this kid, uh, Drew Sample, he's a rookie for the Bengals, can block his tail off, but not much at all with the receiving end of the game. So I got to give the Rams the advantage here. Um you know, and of course, if one's healthy and one's not, and how healthy are they? Are they a decoy? There's all kinds of games inside this game of tight ends, yep. but um, I'm going to give it to the Rams because of their depth. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The depth uh, wins out. Uh, even if even if both tight ends do play, mm-hmm. I think the depth gives the swing to the Rams. So let's go... Um, to the most lopsided category here. And the last one on offense, obviously, is the offensive lines. You know, this is the one that every even casual football observer or uh, young fan could say, listen, the Bengals line isn't very good. They gave up nine sacks. Uh, You know, Burrow has been on roller skates all year. He got beat up last year in his rookie year and hurt because of them. Um, Ironically, since Andrew Wentworth left Cincinnati and went over to the Rams a few years ago, the Rams offensive line has not been very good. Um, (laughs) You know, Riley Reef is healthy for the Bengals, and that's great, but they're in trouble with this defensive pass rush that's going to come at them um, with – you know, former Super Bowl MVP and Von Miller and, of course, Aaron Donald, uh, every year's MVP and, and plus the blitzing they're going to do. Um, I think it's clear cut uh, with Wentworth and, and Harvestine on the right tackle. Uh, Stafford's in good shape back there. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you go back to the Titans game and the nine sacks, uh, certainly – you know, Cincinnati's defense, we'll get to the defense, but their defense kept them in that game Oh yeah. Uh, as far as that goes. But, yeah, I, I think you have to be concerned if you're a Bengals fan uh, about the line play uh, and how they're going to handle the pass rush of the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that being said, you know, the Bengals – 
they've been able to pressure the quarterback too. And so, boy, I, I mean, it's a head scratcher, but I think you have to say uh, that the offensive line benefit, I think, goes to the Rams. Yeah. Um, just based on, on the number of sacks. The Bengals are giving up 3.2 sacks per game, uh, whereas the Rams, it's 1.8. Uh, doesn't seem like a lot, but um, over the course of time, uh, that that's a significant number, I think, uh, that swings yeah. in, the, in the Rams' favor. Yeah, and, you know, the nine sacks wasn't an anomaly. They gave up 55 sacks on the season and 51 yeah. hits that took Burrow to the ground, so... Yeah. You know, 106 times that, that by far led the league uh, in what um, ineptness the line has. <laughs> so, Dave, since we're right here in the trenches, as they say, with the big mollies, uh, the big hog mollies, as <laughs> former Dave Gettleman, well, he's still Dave Gettleman, he's just not my GM, uh, said, interior, I mean, the defensive line, Dave. Uh, another one where I think it's lopsided when you look into the names, but as you look into the season, it's not as bad as you think. But still, Von Miller and Aaron Donald uh, on that defensive line for the Rams um, is, you know, a one-two combination that they went out of their way um, to find. Also, they have Trey Hendrickson uh, for the Rams, who is also an excellent pass rusher. Um that Gaines kid, yeah, ninety-one. That he's had he's had a great impact uh, in the th his third year out of Washington. Uh, Greg Gaines, I I've really liked his play. Yeah, and the Bengals really the only name that sticks out to me is Sam Hubbard. Other than that, you know, and he's an energy guy that you know you know will get his way to the quarterback, but he doesn't seem like he's got that elite pass rush that certainly Von Miller and. Uh, Aaron Donald are going to bring that. So no, I got to go strong Rams on defensive line. Yeah. No Trey Hendrickson. Oh yeah. 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 For some reason I put his name under the Rams, but he doesn't play for the Rams, Dave. No, no. He plays for the Bengals. Well, that's uh, right. And, and he's, you know, he's been the, the major impact along with, along with Hubbard on the D line. Right. You're right. Um, but I, I clearly, this is, this is the Rams, uh, matchup that is very 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 lopsided yeah absolutely why don't you take us through the linebackers if you have anything written down for them oh linebackers i'm just trying to look here J jermaine pratt right he's yep. been pretty good for the bengals yeah um uh oh, i was gonna say eli apple but he's in he's in the cornerback he's been outstanding um, oh, Davis Gaither has also had some good, um, some good play as far as the linebackers for the Bengals go. Yep. Um, you know, the Bengals defense, you know, overall very underrated. We've been talking about it throughout the playoffs, uh, that they have played, you know, definitely above, uh, where I think a lot of people thought they would, um, so it's hard to say, you, you know, you look at these groupings and, but then you say, what do you see on the field? And what right. you see on the field uh, is a lot of good continuity across the Bengals defense in general and also at the linebacker spot. Yeah. And I think Dave, this might be the most pivotal position group in the whole game. They're going to have to cover the tight ends and backs out of the backfield for the Rams. And they're going to do a ton of motion and jet sweeps and fake, you know, all those things. And then, then uh, they have to drop deep enough to cut off those crossing routes that cup and OBJ love so much. So uh, pivotal group here and they've performed all year. They've been outstanding, like you said, uh, but definitely something to keep an eye on during the game. You know, like I said, one of the more pivotal groups, in my opinion. So uh, I'm going to give the advantage to the Bengals as well. Um, good, solid linebacker play all year, even though there's no names that are superstars or jumping off the page at either one of us uh, on either side. Um, but, yeah, Bengals all the way. And then, J Dave, uh, the cornerbacks uh, for the Rams are an elite group 
when we move yeah. back, you know, one step here on the defense, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey is, if he wasn't on a team with Aaron Donald, he'd get a lot of love for defensive player of the year, um, you know, in most any other team in the league uh, would focus their defense around him. Um, but, you know, you got Shinobi Awuzie, third correct pronunciation, and Mike Hilton back there. Uh, you know, the three of them have had um, just a great year. Um, so uh, I just love I just love this secondary group for the Rams. Oh, look, no doubt uh, they have had a huge impact on, you know, certainly the, the pressure that the Rams defensive line brings uh, is great, but you've got to have the coverage on the back end mm -hmm. to be able to perform the way the Rams defense has performed this year. And so much of that has to do with the secondary. Uh, now, the Bengals safeties, on the other hand, have been as good as your tandem up there in Buffalo, buddy. Um, they've really just had an excellent year. Jesse Bates uh, probably should be an all-pro uh, by all accounts, he won't get quite the love this year. It'll be one of those things where next year, um, you know, you're going to get that. And unfortunately for the Rams, they had enough injuries where they had to call back old man Eric Weddle uh, to play safety. <laughs> and he's shown some, you know, rust, to say the least. Um, yeah, he's made he's some okay. plays. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, Eric Weddle. Yeah. He's a playmaker. He's going to stick his nose in there and be tough. He certainly has experience. You know, all those things are pluses. Where His athleticism just can't be where it used to be. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so. No, I agree. Um, and certainly, you know, again, the Bengals have some playmakers mm -hmm. uh, in the in the back end of their defense as well. But I, I think this goes to the Rams really just – because of Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he is like Aaron Donald, the absolute elite top of the line at his position. And that's, you know, that just trumps yep. even having multiple guys, like you said, with the Bengals. Yeah. It reminds me of Josh Norman in his prime or, you know, a lot of Revis, some of those other guys. Um, yeah, definitely for sure. Well, let's get to one of our traditionally favorite categories, Dave, the special teams. Uh, I'll start with the Rams. Uh, Johnny Hecker is like the best punter in the league, in my opinion. Uh, just nails the ball inside the 20-yard line on a re uh, regular basis. Um, just one of the outstanding punters uh, in all the league. And, but I think Matt Gay might be one of the weakest field goal kickers in all the league. It seems like anything over 45 yards is a struggle for him. And in yeah, I, I think he's injured. I really do. I think there's okay. something going on. I didn't consider um, that. You know, not enough to stop him, you know, but right. just enough where, you know, you see the 47-yarder that doesn't make it. And, you know, and he's the Pro Bowl kicker. I mean, he certainly has had a good year, but I think down the stretch in the playoffs, very shaky. I would be very concerned if I was a Rams fan mm -hmm. uh, about the field goal kicking uh Really, outside of 40 yards, honestly, I, I think yeah. is, 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 you know, now they're kicking at home. Right. Great and, point. you know, uh, there is something to be said for that. Uh, and, you know, weather won't be a factor, obviously. So that could help Matt Gay. Uh, uh, I, like, uh, I like the return man, Brandon Powell, too. I think he'll be a factor in this game. There'll be one, maybe two spots where he, you know, gets a decent return. I don't think maybe he'll run one back, but... Uh, you know, he, he's very uh, one cut and go. And I've always liked those kind of returners, the, the dancers and the shakers, you know, uh, unless you're Devin. H well, Devin Hester was one cut and go. Who was my boy for the Chiefs for years there that uh, was back there returning kicks? Oh, All he oh, did was dance around. Me. Yeah, I can't uh, think of it ba either. Barry? Was his last name Barry? No, the Eric Barry was a safety. Uh, it was before... Uh, We'll think of it as we go when we stop thinking about it. But um, so I like I like him a lot. And uh, I think the Bengals, you mean, they've got one stud in, you know, Shooter McPherson, uh, 12 for 12 in the playoffs, uh, had a great year, you know, constant tweets about that's why you draft a kicker because they were the only ones to draft a kicker this year. Uh, and uh, he he nailed it um, every time for them. I am not 
I'm see. I cannot tell you. I saw maybe one or two punts all year from the Bengals kicker. Uh, his name is Kevin Huber. Huber, and, yes. And apparently he's had a rough season, and uh, there's a lot of articles about his regression this year. So that's scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. The Bengals did lose their returner, Brandon Wilson, and they're still really searching for a consistent um, so maybe, you know, in the Super Bowl, especially nerves get the best of you early inconsistency, you know, catching the ball from a returner could really pop its ugly head up. Did you look up our Kansas City returner yet? Dante Hall. Oh, you had it. You had it. <laughs> I oh, did no, you said look it up. You I did not Barry. pull it off the top of my okay, head. No. Uh, I was thinking Barry. I, I, no. I, you know, yeah, you had it. Uh, Dante Hall. Yeah, that guy danced around a lot, you know. I, I and yes, he had a couple of spectacular returns, but I'll take Hester's one cut and go, um, which Paul reminds me of. So, what do you think about special teams, buddy? Oh, I'll take the Rams if I didn't make that clear. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna take the Rams because On of special the teams. Because of the punter. On special teams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because of the returner and the punter. I'm sorry. I cut yeah, you off again. Yeah. Nope, that's okay. I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, um, Huber, you know, despite some of his struggles still, and he is, he's 36 years old. I mean, obviously, punters can go uh, certainly a lot longer. Oh, uh, my boy Sean Lundet you know, was in forever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, if, uh, 46, you know, yards per punt, 22 of them, you know, inside the 20, uh, you know, not, a, I mean, you know, not a ton, uh, but he was 13th in, in average and 17th in kicks inside the 20, which is, you know, that's decent. Okay. Um, and you have to look at shooter, uh, McPherson clearly has the advantage, uh, as a kicker, uh, no doubt we've talked about him all postseason. The and we love that, saying shooter. Sorry. Yes. And we love <laughs> saying um, the thing that I look at with the special teams, and th this has been a theme uh, for the last few years across the league, there's just not a lot of huge impact special teams plays that happen uh, over the course of a game. It's so much more the punters and the kickers. Uh, the retirement, you know, the, the kickoffs, they almost always go into the end zone. You rarely see one run back. Uh so I just don't I, – I just – I think that's a wash as far as looking at the impact. Mm -hmm. And when I look at McPherson, he just swings it for me. So I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, so let's talk about the coaching staffs real quick, and then we'll make our game predictions, buddy. Uh, I'll, I'll start with the Bengals coaching staff. Zach Taylor is the head coach. Uh, dude seems to – take a lot of chances he's certainly new school with um you know using sabermetrics or whatever word they want to apply to football uh and you know we were going crazy there uh when we were begging him to kick a field goal and they kept going forward on fourth down and getting bailed out oh my gosh you know. i'd forgotten about that right so little bit of a loose cannon here with zach taylor and and time management and decision making in my opinion coming from an old school perspective, um, you know, put the points on the board and play defense this is a kind of mine. Dave, have you looked up or do you know the names of his coordinators? Do you have any idea? I have not looked at it. I will be honest. Uh, so offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. 12, enlighten me. Brian Callahan. Okay. 12 years of experience. Uh, he went to college at USC, UCLA, but he's been around uh, the Bengals since 2019, all of Joe Burrow's life, professional life. So uh, some consistency there. Defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. I did not practice that one. Uh, okay. Ten years of experience in the NFL. Also on the coaching staff in 2019 with Zach Taylor. Um it's just, I, I'm not saying they're not good at their job. I just don't know. Yeah. You know that's what I fair. mean? That's fair. Um, so I've got a hard time p 
putting my faith in those type of guys until they prove it to me. Again, I'm not saying okay. they're bad. I just don't know. What about the Rams coaching staff? Uh, well, we well, know I, Kevin O'Connell's the offensive coordinator who's got a right. head coaching job now in the NFL. Yep, yep, yep. Um, as soon as the Super Bowl's over, he's right. taken off. And old friend Raheem Morris is the defensive coordinator. So lots of experience there, head coaching experience for Raheem Morris. Definitely, you know, knows his way around a defense, you know, known for a defensive type of guy. Um and then they got Joe DeCamillius as a special teams, also uh, widely considered the best uh, special teams coach in the history of the NFL. Um, with apologies to Ernie Zampezi. Uh Look up Ernie Zampezi if you don't know who he is, folks. Yeah, um, you should. But still, Even though he was uh, a coach for a long time with the uh, team with the stars on the helmet. Yes, I know, but he was, you know. He's <laughs> still very renowned. good at his job. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, you know, I, I got to go with the Rams and saying that with McVay at the head coaching position um, certainly doesn't give me any kind of confidence, but I, I just don't know on the Bengals side. So what do you think? Buddy? Yep. Well, I'm, I'm going to go the other way. Uh, McVay tried his hardest to make really boneheaded coaching decisions in the NFC championship game. Okay. And... Uh, could have lost that game for them based on that. Uh, I don't like his challenges. Uh, some of the conservative. Well, he only calling. challenged once all season and then went nuts in the championship game. Right, caught, right. Challenged twice and should have cost his team the game. In, in all yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, if, that's if fair. he's getting caught up in that and we're going to see that kind of uh, behavior, if you will, in the Super Bowl, I think that's going to cost him. Uh, Zach Taylor, uh, Yes, we berated them with the 8,000 attempts on the goal line to go for the touchdown. I like the let's go for it kind of stuff, uh, which is interesting because Michael say, how many times have you texted me saying, no, you got to kick, kick the, the field, field goal. goal. Right. But I think when you get to the Super Bowl, uh, there are some times when you have to make a risky choice um, like Sean and, Payton kicking an onside kick outside of the right, halftime right, against the Colts. Right, right, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, and I'm not saying that Zach Taylor needs to do Taylor something special. exactly yeah. like that, but I think he's more inclined to do it. Um, he's so got gonna, a little bit of a wild hair in his ass. Let's just say yep. it like plain. Yeah, yeah, he does. So <laughs> I'm going to lean towards the wild hair on the ass and <laughs> go with Zach Taylor and – the Bengals, uh, despite the fact that I agree with you, the Rams coaching staff has a lot more experience. Boy, between sphincters and wild hair, there's a lot of backdoor talk on this show for a family show. You know what I'm saying? But oh, I digress. Oh, boy. So, yes. David, oh, no, you digressed, all right. The moment uh, our tens of fans have been waiting for in the Philippines, in Germany, in the United States, of course. Uh, and, and in Poland. As the motherland. Getting to the motherland, yeah. And... Uh, it's time to pick the game, buddy. Uh, straight up, I guess I'll go first. I'm going to take the Rams, and um, I think it might not even be close. I, I hate that I think that's going to be a blowout, but my football sensibilities are the lo games won and lost on the line of scrimmage, and I think the uh, Rams have clear advantages on both sides. Uh and they just have a little bit more experience everywhere. Coaching staff, uh, you know, in their um, skill positions. They just seem to have just that little bit more edge and experience. And, it, and certainly there's something to be said for the Bengals being a team of destiny and, you know, too young and dumb to know they're not supposed to win and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, they'll be able to run the ball. I just... The only thing that gives me a lot of pause, Dave, is McVay really gets conservative with a lead in the third quarter and the in the meat of the fourth quarter. If he doesn't take his foot off the gas, they could win, you know, by two touchdowns um, against that really good Cincinnati defense. So that's my pick straight up uh, and against the spread, which is four and a half or four. 
I yep, saw today. four or four and a half, depending yep. on what you're seeing. Yeah, Rams favored. Um, and I'll take the over at 48 and a half also, um, since I'm piling on a, a blowout for the Rams. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to disagree. Beautiful. Um, wow, I can't believe I'm even going to say this, but uh, <laughs> you have to, I think you look at the Bengals and you look at what they did in the AFC championship game, certainly what they did in the divisional playoffs. This is a team with no experience that has beaten teams with experienced coaching uh, and, you know, made all the right decisions. Again, I, I, I agree with a lot of the things you've said about the Rams. There are spots where you just like think to yourself, there's no way the Bengals can win that matchup. No one thought, that the Bengals were going to be able to stop Derrick Henry or do anything they thought the offensive line of the Titans would push them all around. That didn't happen. Uh, similar with Kansas City, they were able to get in there and pressure Mahomes. Uh, now, they did. Kansas City got very conservative in their play calling, and we know that. Mm -hmm. uh, but regardless, the Bengals won. Um, Minus four, I, I'm definitely taking the Bengals. I think this is going to be a lot closer game. I'm also going to take the over uh, just because I think you're, you could be looking at, I think it's going to be closer than this, but if you, if you even say 30 to 20, uh, that's mm -hmm. going to get you over. So I think the over uh, is an easy one to take, uh, but I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, it's interesting, Mike, as I as I glance here at my iPad, uh, the first thing right at the top when I click on the Bengals on the ESPN app is an article that says, Bengals not worried about O-line mismatch versus L.A. Okay. Right there on the top. And I don't disagree that they're on paper that that's a mismatch, but the Bengals have... Um, you know, beaten down all of these mismatches throughout the playoffs. Uh, and look, I would love to see either team win. I have no skin in the game. Right. Um, there's no hate watch on this. Super there's, Bowl. there's no, there's, there's on no hate end. watch yep. here. No, no. Uh, my, my, my boys are going to be rooting for the Bengals. That's not why I'm picking them. I'm just picking them because I just feel like they've got it. You could say the same thing about the Rams. We got to make a pick. So I'm going to take the Bengals, Mike. Okay. That's a, a great job out of you, Diff. Great job. Um, the only thing I found to really dislike is Eli Apple because he was the Giants draft pick that never even came close to performing the way he is this season for the Bengals. And that aggravates me, but that's just really minor. And, you know, I just don't... Uh, don't want to put any hate on that i'm just saying it's a it's an irritation for sure yeah well so he's bound to have a couple of interceptions bound then. to bound to absolutely <laughs> just sealed his mvp bid he is gonna run <laughs> the pick six back early on and mike's hate is gonna come out real fast so dave let's get into some of the uh fun prop bets and uh legitimate prop bets that happened during the uh, super bowl one of our favorite topics uh i got a lot of these if not all of these odds from coolbets.com um and so i just want to jump into this one because we're kind of talking about it already we both took the over but i find this one very interesting so we'll start with joe burrow total yards passing over or under 274 and a half. What do, you, what do you like over or under 274 and a half? 274. And a half. Well, I mean, the, the Rams give up 286 yards a game total. Right. 274. I mean, I'm saying the Bengals are going to win. I, that's, well... Oh, that's a close one. That is, right? Uh, Great as, I, as I think about it, because I think about if the Bengals win, Joe Mixon's going to gonna do a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the under on that. Yeah, I, I would have to say under, too, on that. Because of Joe Mixon, like you said, they're going to want to keep the Rams' offense on the sideline and run the ball uh, as much as they can, assuming Uzama's healthy and can block. Uh, and, you know, Mixon is able to – if he can get to the second level, he's going he's gonna, to, you know – 
average, uh, you know, and have a nice game. So uh, I'll take the under on that as well. So conversely, Dave, Matthew Stafford over or under 286 and a half yards. 11 yards more than Burrow is the bet. Mm. Over or under? I'm obviously well, taking well, over because I'm taking over everything. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I said I don't think Matthew Stafford's going to be the reason they lose this game. I, I would take the over on that, too. I, it just It's just how the Rams play all year. So Yeah, 300 I, I would, would, I, I would be take reasonable. The over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I concur. Uh, I love this one, Dave. Love this one. I'll get your perspective first. Over, under, number of people to throw a pass. Two and a half. Love this prop bet. While you're oh, I, I think you got to take the over. Love it as well. I think you have to take the over because I think I, it's very, very likely that the Rams would do it. Uh, We've seen Odell do it. We've seen Cup do it. We've seen Van Jefferson. Yeah. All three of the receivers have done it yeah. in the past. Um, yeah. Burrow obviously, uh, and does one of the quarterbacks get hurt for a little bit concussion protocol the way it's it's called maybe by a third party and you have to come out of the game there's just a lot of more options for reasons a third quarterback even would come into the game you know even for a short stint uh let alone you're right and, and this is why i love it because both head coaches have that wild hair but all offensive coordinators have two weeks to prepare and run this. All love to run, you know, the kitchen sink. This is the kitchen sink game for both teams. You throw every play you've had, you've practiced since, you know, walkthroughs um, to fool the other team. You know, the Philly special obviously is the most recent, most um, talked about special play that uh, got it done for a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, absolutely over two and a half. Uh, on this prop bet, uh, if gambling was legal in New York and it now is, you could you could put some sauce on that one, buddy. <laughs> yes, yes, you could. Do you have <laughs> any more like actual in-game? Um, oh, oh, I yeah, I, I have one. Okay, go. Um, and I think this this is an excellent one. Uh, who will have a longer catch, uh-huh. Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Chase. Uh, do you have uh, the odds there? Yeah, um, cup. Uh, cup cup is minus one twenty five, and Chase is minus one oh five. Okay. Um, so they're cup saying Cup's 20, got... Yeah, Cup. No, Cup's no. Got it. So yes, he... Cup is more likely to have it. Okay, got it. Because he's at minus one twenty five. Cup had twenty three catches of twenty five yards or more during the regular season. Uh, Chase had sixteen, um, but when you look at 40 or more yards, uh, right. eight for Jamar Chase, nine for Cooper Cup. Really? So I'm they, surprised Cup had that many. That, that they, in, in my mind's eye, Chase breaks them deep and Cup hits those 16 to 25 yarders, but uh, oh, the numbers are different. So when you're at, when you're looking at plus 25 yards, you really should be looking at 40 yeah. plus yeah. for those two. No, great, great stat pull there a fun fun one to keep track of so good for you on that any other actual in-game uh props you want to talk about i didn't really write down any of the who's going to score first or uh you know longest no, I, touchdown. I don't i don't yeah, yeah. i don't Will those it be aren't terribly interesting yeah uh for me uh this this other one i like uh will a player who is not a running back or wide receiver score a touchdown so tight end, fat guy touchdown, defensive back, touchdown. defensive touchdown. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I think uh, the Rams get up a little bit. You can see 40 year old Andrew Wentworth were doing a square out in the uh, end zone for the uh, garbage touchdown. Sure. Yeah, they're so for these two teams in the in the 40 combined games, uh, they have combined for 20 non running back wide receiver touchdowns. Okay, 
So so defensive um, touchdowns, I would imagine, is make up the bulk yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, a lot of them are, t- are tight ends, 12, four quarterback touchdowns, three defensive touchdowns, and one special teams really? touchdown. Really? Wow. So, okay. Uh, so tight, yeah, tight end health ends, will right. make a big difference. Oh, it will make a huge difference. Yep. Uh, if those guys are in there, those guys get in the end zone. Yeah. Plain and simple. Sure. I so, mean, Uzama's a monster. I don't know how anyone you know covers him really. And Higby, yeah. Higby's big and is fast for you know a tight end. So yeah, absolutely great prop. <laughs> oh God, one one more just because. Okay. Just because yeah, we're on. We got to hit the announcers. Uh, uh, will a highlight clip. Video clip of Chris Collinsworth playing in one of the Bengals Super Bowls be shown during the broadcast. Oh, yes I no? mean, book it. That's easy money, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that might even be shown before the game starts. Well, they'll definitely do, I mean, the pregame, all that stuff. But even if it's for three seconds, they'll show it. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. way. Uh, yeah. And if it gets garbage time, either way, for sure, <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I saw... no touchdowns for Chris Collinsworth, by the way. Eight catches, 147 yards in the two Super Bowl losses yeah. to the 49ers. Um, I did see there was one uh, Will Al Michaels reference the you know the gambling lines or the over under. Of course he will. I mean, uh, I didn't even write that down. I mean, it's what he does yeah. has done for years. Dave, I love this one uh, because I'm in. Uh, I'm a sucker for the Winter Olympics. Uh, I'll admit it. I'm I am the one watching. Okay, if you're wondering who's watching, I'm the one. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I said that on purpose. Um, <laughs> I love this. All right, go for it. Which will be higher? Cooper Cup, total receptions in the Super Bowl, or USA gold medals at the Winter Olympics? Which will be higher? Now, is this this is total gold medals? Total gold medals. Total gold medals versus total receptions. Not yards, receptions. Yeah. It's a tough one. Uh, as someone who's not one of the people that's watching a ton of the Olympics, uh, but I know how the medals usually go, mm. well, I'd have to think there'd be more medals, uh, more gold medals for the U.S. than receptions for Cooper Cup. I would say so, too. The odds are Cup minus 175, gold medals plus 125. So they're saying Cup by quite a bit. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know Winter Olympics are not our strongest sports. You know, we obviously we highlight our strengths. We have some stud figure skater that does set a world record last night. But a lot of, you know, speed skating and skiing is just not we could be in contention, but gold medals are tough. Um, That breaks down all of my Olympic analysis. Uh, I will take but I'll still take the Olympics. over the Cooper Cup total, um, especially since I think the Bengals' defense is very good and will certainly, obviously, be watching Cup wherever he goes on the field. So, Yeah. All right. Uh, there's the traditional buddy. What's going to be the length of the national anthem? They do this every year. Do you, can you name the person singing the national anthem? Somebody uh, named uh, no. Mickey Guyton, female Mickey Oh, Guyton. I did see that scrolling through some of it, but I couldn't tell you who that person is. So average length, 95 seconds. That's what it is every year. Uh, if you watched the um, championship games last week or two weeks ago, uh, Brandy, who did the national anthem, was for the NFC game, was... Yep. Blew that 95 seconds off. She she really let it rip and was, you know, taking runs where she usually shouldn't and uh, was way over. I thought she did a great job. Um, but this one intrigues me even more. Will Mickey Guyton forget slash omit a word from the national anthem? Oh, God forbid. Right. Yikes. Oh, I, I would hope not. 
Uh, no, minus thirteen hundred. Okay, you expect long odds on right. not forgetting, right? Everyone right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, plus six twenty-five, Dave. Big huh. payoff. Big payoff yeah. for if she. If you're willing to lay it out there. Oh yeah, I mean, you gotta think. This is you got one job, as the meme says. You know, do do, do the one job, know the words, and belt it out. But um, you never know. You get nervous. It's a big crowd. You start thinking about the millions watching at home. You're somebody no one's ever heard of. Um, obviously, she must. Or at be least these two old middle-aged white on, guys uh, from upstate new york right think tank sports don't know who it is right yeah. exactly um but yeah so i just think that's intriguing um to, to keep an eye on um mickey guyton yeah and uh, mike if you haven't pulled this one uh i know we we talked about this last year uh and and this is a classic one what color Gatorade is going to be exactly where I was going next. Yes. It's like we're in mind meld. Uh, unbelievable uh, that that's where we're at. I remember talking specifically about this last year, uh, and I think we were way off. Uh, I, I want to say they they, it was like water. a clear color. Either clear or was water. Either way, or it was water. We so, were way off. Yeah. Uh, so since 2001, orange has been dumped five times the most of any color. Blue is and in at the four. Odds. Yep. Yes, and then clear water and none both finished tied for second at four apiece. Interesting. Uh, so uh, orange uh, plus 200 yep. all the way out to purple at plus 1,000. What are you taking, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go right in the middle, Dave. Classic orange old school green yellow lime plus 450 that's you know hundred dollars get you 450 back you know that's a decent payoff for what you're laying out um if you take blue or orange you know it, it's almost not worth the bet um so i'm gonna take you know old school gatorade hot summer day ice on the old school glass bottle even though that's not what they're dumping over the coach's head for safety yeah. reasons 450 yep. All right. Since you? I say I'm saying that the Bengals are going to win, I'm going to go Bengals colors. I'm oh. going to say red slash pink at plus eight hundred. Okay. Uh, just just because the Bengals are going to win, so they're going to have a good color for them. No, that's a that's a very very reasonable um, way to look at something's completely random. Uh, um, and then Dave, the last, I just want to make a comment. Uh, I don't really have any more prop bets. Do you have anything else there? Nope, you wanna, I'm, you I'm good on the prop bets. What do we got to do to get a Duke's Mayo advertisement and sponsorship of the Super Bowl? Folks, if you watched the college football season and saw the South Carolina coach get dumped with Duke's Mayo, oh. I propose that Duke's Mayo should be involved in every major football game and the losing coach should have to get the bucket of Duke's Mayo dumped on his head. How that isn't a punishment for uh, somebody, let, and instead they show it as, uh, you know, the winning coach. And, and the, the guy said it was more disgusting than he even dreamed, and he didn't even think it was going to be um, that good to begin with. So uh, let's get Duke's Mayo into the Super Bowl. That's all I want to say, buddy. Yeah, I think... If you could get it, uh, the Super Bowl, somewhere in the South. I mean, I, where we we it's it, sure. North North Carolina, right? I think we discovered that's that's where it's from. Yep. Uh, you know, if you could get a Super Bowl, you know, uh, in Charlotte, there, uh, maybe you could get some Duke's Mayo. That would be fun. But uh, until then, we're just going to enjoy the fun of the Super Bowl, folks. It's uh, the culmination of our favorite sport, or at least my favorite sport, although I love baseball. But anyway, um, it, it's just the culmination of a great season. Uh, the Super Bowls have been living up to the hype. Um, it's been a long time since we've had a really bad Super Bowl, and I don't want to jinx it by throwing it out there now. Uh, but either way, we're going to have a great time watching the game, analyzing every single play. You know we'll have copious notes and things to talk about next week for, uh, because of it. Um, just enjoy yourselves, you know. Put all of the cares of the world aside. 
get some food you wouldn't normally eat, have a beverage or two, you know, have some cream sodas maybe, uh, some birch beer, some ginger beer, whatever floats your boat. Um, get some family and friends around and just enjoy this uh, moment in time uh, and, you know, celebrate the sport of football there's so many negative things and we have tried to stay away from that here on think tank sports we have to address some things when they happen and there's certainly enough to address um but this sunday is about celebrating the sport of football and america and all the things that we have good in our lives and so we encourage you to do that um this sunday and we will be back with you next week to break down the game, break down the commercials, break down these prop bets, and uh, get it going here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five at Think Tank Sports.